Okay, friend. What do you got? <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to my poetry corner slash I'm just feeling kind of deep today. <laughs> okay. In New York, concrete jungles where things are made of. There's nothing you can't do. Now you're in New York. These streets will make you feel brand new. Big lights will inspire you. Let's hear it for New York. Thank you. Yeah. And that was actually, you know, shout out to Sid, who's new here on the New Yorican stage. (laughs) 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 And uh, I just did the graceful bow, y'all. It was very, you know, hands together bow, you know, look up at the audience. Y'all love that. That makes me think of that Azalea Banks movie we reviewed in season one, Love Beats Rhymes. Oh, Love Beats Rhymes, yeah. Ridiculous movie. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. It was fantastic. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) Listen, like a broke clock, Azalea, when she writes, she writes. And she was right for that part, okay? Yeah. When she's right, she's right as a motherfucker. Like, Like, she can't get no writer. (laughs) She be right as hell when she (laughs) writes. She really do. But when she she wrong. new ways to be right. Truly. (laughs) Truly. Well, Sid, now that you done brought us into this space, uh, won't you tell our listener homegirls what we watched this week? Yeah, this week we tuned into, which was actually a short, I didn't realize that until tuning in, but uh, entitled Day of Joy, released 2021, written by, written and directed by Greg Davis Jr. and Hash Sase, and starring Greg Davis Jr. and Lex Scott Davis. Currently available to rent on Prime Video. All right, let's start the show. Welcome back to the New Chillin' Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to Black Indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we watch a Black independent movie. Why? Because we love them. And y'all know how we do things here. We get things started with our 60 second challenge where I describe to you the plot of the movie in 60 seconds or less. And then we move on to our general thoughts, all spoiler free, but then we get right on into a scene by scene. We're going to spoil it and break it down for you what happened in the movie. And at the end of the show, you know what happens. We give out some awards here, everyone. Uh, our highly coveted Who Came to Act Award. Uh, we nominate someone each and every week, and this week is no different. So stay tuned. Nice. Actually, can I just... um. Because I feel like I'm being so professional right now, mm-hmm. trying to try something new. To the listener homegirls, I've started saying the order of events on the show because we got new listener homegirls, and yeah. it's a good reminder. But we have also started putting down in the show notes some timestamps to help you see where the segments start and stuff, uh, just in case you're trying to avoid spoilers or you want to know a little bit more about the movie. So let us know if you find that helpful. Like, Drop us a comment on socials um, if you find that little tidbit helpful. That's it. I just wanted to say that to listen. That was good. <laughs> that was good. That was informative. I really yeah. soaked that all up like a PBS special. I felt it. Beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, 
Do you have your little your your gag? <laughs> oh yes, I do. Uh, well, since we're gonna go right into our sixty second challenge, this yeah. week's challenge is brought to us by Rock Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Nation will pay. <laughs> They will pay for their crimes. <laughs> they will crumble. God Almighty. <laughs> wait, wait. This is an injustice. <laughs> oh, man. And you talk about, you know, people be like, I'm rooting for everybody black. I'm not. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm not. I have stipulations. Some of you niggas are stupid. <laughs> Everybody black asterisks who has sense. <laughs> like some I, damn sense. Please. I don't know what else to tell y'all. Uh, the like one to two white listeners we have are probably confused because they're like, I don't know. Like the girls seem really favorable to Jesse Smollett, but they're not being very nice about Tory Lines. Well, we absolutely look, not. if you don't get it, you don't get it. You don't get it, yes. <laughs> it's a spectrum of things that we, we yeah. pull from, and they're on yeah. completely different sides of the spectrum here. So yeah, very so, different. Thank you to Rock Nation because we're in on the conspiracy to, <laughs> to keep Shout the black man down. <laughs> okay, and to our that mission statement. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and start the clock. Let's go. All right. So in New York, there's this guy. I think his name was Jim or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he is uh, honestly down bad low now, just really not doing good. Um, Late on his rent, stealing stuff. And he runs into a girl, a model, an aspiring model in the park. And they just kind of hit it off and spend the day together. Um, Honestly, the plot is pretty light. Um, But the crux of it is they just kind of inspire each other. Like, you know, she's kind of um, inspiring to him and making him feel like maybe he can get into this photography thing after he just stole a camera. Um, So, yeah. I mean, it's a 30-minute movie, so I don't need 60 seconds to, yeah. Oh, period. Well, I mean, you're right. You didn't because you had like 25 left. So, yeah. It was That was was easy. Yeah. Yeah. I get my ding? You get your ding. Nice. (laughs) okay well now that we know what happened in uh the movie we can get on into our general thoughts on day of joy all right y'all before we get into our general thoughts on day of joy just quick housekeeping things if you're looking for any ways to continue supporting the new chitlin circuit go ahead leave us a comment and or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We love those. And you might even hear your comment read aloud on the show. And if you've recently seen a Black indie movie that you want us to review on the show, just let us know. We added a suggestion tab to our website. So go ahead, check out thenewchitlincircuit.com and leave your suggestion there. All right, y'all. Let's get back to the show. So, Sydney, what did you think of Day of Joy? This this is a short, so I feel like I, one. I feel like our review is going to be short anyway because the movie is only thirty yeah. minutes long. But I think this movie did a really good job of one um, romanticizing New York, um, which I enjoy as someone who lives in New York. Just to f- feel like that I live in this very like romantic and glamorous city. I haven't experienced yet. I'm mean, gonna shoot it up to the universe. I would like okay. me a little day of joy too. You feel me? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, in the city, but I I thought even though that this movie 
well, this short film is only 30 minutes long. I do think that they use the time wisely. Uh, get us in, have these two characters meet, make their connection strong right up front, um, and give me a reason to want to follow them along in this day together. Um, so I like that in the movie. I thought they utilized some really great, like, intimate shots with both characters, even though there was no, like, you know, kiss up, rub up, and fill up. We didn't need that in this. But there was, like, mm -hmm. like truly some, like, intimate moments between both of these lead actors. Um, and I felt it. I liked it. So I think it's safe to say I enjoyed this. Um, if an opportunity comes, you know, to turn this short into a full feature, I would love that. So uh, those mm -hmm. are my thoughts on Day of Joy. What did you think? Yeah. Um, in general, I'm gonna just keep it on the ground. I'm gonna just keep it grounded. Um, mm -hmm. this wasn't really the one for me. Yeah. Um, there are a few different ways that I can think of it that'll make me like it more. Like mm -hmm. by the time I got to the end of this short, I said, okay, if this was the girl Joy, <clears throat> if she was like a um a robot or like a cyborg or alien or something, mm -hmm. and she had just got dropped in the middle of that park. And she had to blend in before the mothership came to get her mm -hmm. and try and be a human. That background really makes me like the movie more. <laughs> you had to make up an entire like backstory for, for this character. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, okay. from what you just said, also, mm -hmm. I think if I think about it, like they're just, you know, the creators of this are just trying to explore these characters. If they wanted mm -hmm. to make a longer movie about it or like make a series or something, then it makes mm -hmm. sense as like a, as like a, you know, let's play around a little like bit. Like a starting see. point or something. Right, yeah. yeah. But as a story, no, I don't like it. Um, that's fair. Yeah. That's, I mean, it wasn't like. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. The making of it wasn't like bad or anything. I just didn't like the story is all. Um, I thought the story was thin. And that's me being honest here today. Yeah. We love honesty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's walk through some of these scenes. This should be, yeah, this should be rather, rather quick unless I get on, get off and start talking about uh, my feelings about New York City or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty. <laughs> so you know, like my sister, dirty, stanky. It sucks. Oh. That's how oh, Courtney that's feels a... about New York. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, she's not wrong. I don't feel that strongly about this. See what I'm saying? I'm already getting, I don't yeah. feel that strongly about the dirt, but <laughs> let's, let's talk about Day of Joy and let's walk through some yeah. of these scenes. <laughs> Here on the new Chitlin Circuit, we'd like to start with the first scene in the movie. And this movie opens up with our main character, Jim, um, rolling down, what is he, in Brooklyn? I think he's in Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, he's rolling through his own neighborhood and seems like he's headed into the city uh, on a city bike, just rolling mm -hmm. through. And I know his knees was hurting. That bike seat was low. That's one thing I learned from low. you that I keep yeah. with me whenever I ride a bike. I, I put that bike seat up to my hip, you know, yeah. length, length. So I know my knees ain't going to be hurting. Save your knees. I mm -hmm. used to have to, I used to adjust a lot of bike seats for people professionally. Yeah. And the amount mm -hmm. of people I had to convince, people would say no to me. And I, they would wow. just be crouched down on their bike. And I'm like, your knees Crazy. don't hurt? Yeah, they hurt. Right. They always hurt when I ride a bike. I can, I'm trying mm. to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. So he was riding like that. I feel like it was more stylistic. It just looks cooler. If I, it looks like... You know, I, it's very going. like, you know, like rough rider, like with the low bike. Yeah. If you ride like that, yeah. Maybe it was a but, style choice. <laughs> right. Because he seems like a tall guy. Like he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't seem short. <laughs> I know. Because yeah. his knees was up to his like neck. I know the knees was hurting. But it's okay. <laughs> 
So he's rolling through his neighborhood on the city bike and, you know, we're getting these little cuts. So we hear uh, his phone's going off, going off crazy. And his landlord is letting him know, I mean, you two, you two months behind on this rent and I'm going to need that immediately, Um, which is tough spot to be in because in New Mm -hmm. York, they don't play around. Ain't none of those um, pesky little uh, tenant protections like some. Well, there are some, just not enough. (laughs) Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. They they try everything. The landlord's yeah. got all the loopholes, and the tenants just, we just got to, I guess, go with it for the most part. Real bad. Big fun. <laughs> Big fun. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. So he's in a tight spot, you know, and um, obviously he is because he spins the block and take and snatches somebody's bag out of their bike basket um, that they had racked up. Now, why you would leave your bag in your bike basket, I don't know. Wild. <laughs> I think it was a white man. Know. He really just thought that, like, his things were protected. Because he was white, but like, sir, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's wild. Like it wasn't yeah. like, you know, sometimes if I'm making multiple sp- stops on my bike and, and mm-hmm. I have a basket on my bike, if I'm making multiple multiple stops, I'll leave something, I'll leave something in my basket sometimes, but mm-hmm. never like personal belongings. If I stop by and buy, you know, let's say I bought some chapstick or some, you know, uh, gum mm-hmm. and a, you know, like a bottle of Snapple or something I ain't opened. Yeah. I always use Snapple as an example, despite the fact that I haven't had a Snapple in years. I never buy it. I say, yeah. Yeah. I haven't even seen you drink a Snapple. Um, never. Probably since we graduated. I don't, I don't yeah. know why I say it's, it's that. Been, <laughs> yeah. Personally, and this is just some free business advice. They need to change the bottle. I get that it's iconic, but it's time to slim the bottle down. Um, I don't. I disagree with you, friend. I like that. I like that bottle. I also haven't bought a Snapple in years, but I, I, I disagree. And they can keep the what they have, but if they started a different line, something that was because they bit got more those sleek. plastic bottles for like Ew, the like the kiwi those. strawberry. I, exactly. So yeah, let's stick to I the classic. No, the glass is good. But slim that bottle down and like mm-hmm. narrow the mouth a little bit. You you minimize the branding a little bit. That's what we like. Something that looked like, ooh, what's okay. that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but yeah, if I do that, then I'll leave that in my basket if I'm going in somewhere. But this mm-hmm. man leaves like a leather canvas bag with all his stuff Crazy. in it. In Crazy. his basket. <laughs> so Jim goes ahead and he's like, well, that's mine now. So he Yoink, grabs it. Takes it. Right. <laughs> He docks his city bike and he's walking down the street and trying to, you know, ruffle through this bag, I guess for money. Honestly, it was, it was fiendish. Something. What he was yeah, it doing. was very fiendish. It was. <laughs> it was <laughs> I didn't know what Have I, was I used to this word on the show? Because I, I mean, I use it in my everyday life, but it was crackish. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was crackish. <laughs> It was. You do use that in your everyday life. <laughs> it was crackish. It looked crackish, but. It looked crackish. Um, what he finds in the bag is a camera, old film camera, a Canon film camera. So he mm-hmm. attempts to hock it because he goes to his antique store, but they're closed, um, which is slightly less fiendish because he didn't go to the pawn shop. He went That's true. He went store. to the antique shop. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but um, so he's walking through the park, and then this is when we see Joy. This is when we meet Joy. Mm-hmm. Um, she is uh, standing in the park on the phone in the middle of an argument, really, on the phone because she came up to New York for a model modeling casting call and mm-hmm. they just canceled out of nowhere. So now she's up here. Her bus isn't till tonight and she's just stranded up here. She got a day to spend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what better way to spend it? At least he got, at least he cute and he don't seem crazy. 
even though he is a thief. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you got that. He don't seem crazy because this. Uh, I mean, let you me know set what you're right. Stage. Because yeah. you, because what's the saying? Because if you steal, no. If you lie, oh, you'll God. steal, and if you steal, you'll kill. And he did all of them things. Okay, well, he except killing. So, but he was one. He was one step away from killing because he did lie and steal in this movie. I'm just saying. My so, favorite thing about that iconic black parent quote is that mm-hmm. it is backed up by nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there is no proof that if you tell an untruth, you will kill somebody. <laughs> it, always, it always leads to that. It does. It's like a direct lineage. Because if you lie, you automatically susceptible, susceptible to stealing. And if you're willing to steal, okay, you could easily... Go ahead and kill somebody. I see the logic. It's it's what? all there. No, it's bullshit. It tracks. But I do love the saying. I love that saying. I do love the saying. Why, you lie, you why would you take you me four steps away from what I actually did? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So you're right, though. I'm, for that, I'm going to go with it. So he sees her and he is um, starting to like snap pictures on this uh, mm-hmm. camera, which is adventurous of him because i yeah i personally just got a like digital like dslr camera and it took mm-hmm. me a little while to figure out what the hell a f-stop is and how to adjust the aperture and stuff and how to focus yeah. it and that's with a viewfinder like a, that's true a, a screen. Well, i guess we have to like assume as the viewer that he is a photographer but currently down on mm. his luck so he knows how to like use the camera properly oh i didn't get that i thought because if that was the truth, he would have wanted to keep the camera. Like, you know? Well, maybe he knew the another... value. Oh, but you're right. Because if I have to make so many excuses and there are like, the story is thin. There are too many holes. Right. Because like, like, I was going to go with it. Maybe he just knew the value of the camera because he's an artist. But like, that's too many, you know, well, maybes to make the story right. stick. And yeah. in New York, if the story, if the third character is supposed to be New York, and you a hungry artist in mm. New York, then... Yo, come up is investing mm-hmm. in your art. Hungry artists in New York, like stereotype is before you pay your rent, you'll go buy a backdrop or a camera or a softbox or a microphone. Like, you know, some true paint, that, true you know that. what I'm saying? So like, to me, it felt like he was just fucking around with the camera. Cause yeah. like, he just kind of felt like a little, I don't know that you didn't, that's interesting. We had different interpretations of that. Yeah, I I thought that he like was maybe a struggling artist. Just I mean, I just assumed that New York. He riding a city bike. He got ripped jeans. I don't, I just assumed that. Um, he was in Brooklyn. It just it just gave <laughs> struggling artists <laughs> to me. It didn't to me. It gave distinctly oh. non artists like the way he was dressed. That is not how a Brooklyn artist dresses. Dresses. You know, where are your baggy jeans? Where are your Doc Martens? Where are you, where's your rolled up beanie? You know, the big muscles and the summertime. skinny ripped jeans. They, be wearing, they don't be wearing the beanie, beanies during the summer. Weather doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but they your head going to be hot. You oh, see wow. how you're trying to put logic into that? No. You're beanies right. in the summertime, right. ankles <laughs> out in the wintertime. That's crazy <laughs> doesn't to me. Matter. Yeah, that's it's, wild. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this... I can't explain my culture, my people. <laughs> so well, yeah, well, um, to me, he did not read as an artist. Um, <laughs> maybe that's a fault of the wardrobe. But this is neither here nor there because no. now they're meeting. She, he's mm-hmm. taking pictures of the park, and I guess he's like, oh, "Okay, you know, she's that's an interesting subject. 
So she sees him taking yeah. pictures and confronts him, like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you taking pictures? But then she immediately, like, backpedals and it's like, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just playing. Right. Let me see him. And they start talking. Builds their first little, like, point of connection. Goes, I'm, it's a film camera. So she goes, oh, you're an artist. What are you, a model? You know, you know that yeah. that did seem a little forced because I I don't I don't know I just don't think yeah it had to have worked because she's clearly not a New Yorker because New Yorkers are not very nice so yeah, her being like open yeah yeah her being like open to it and not really like coming for him and like going off was like okay she's not from New York because y'all don't be nice for real um I mind my right. southern business because I've learned the rules but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah y'all do not be nice so that's yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And I just, a tidbit, like <laughs> him having the camera, like in her instantly being like, oh, you're an artist. I would like to testify to the just power, the sheer strength of having a camera around your neck. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for a long time, and by for a long time, I mean like up until like five months ago, I really struggled yeah. to see myself as an artist. I felt like I was a little normie, you know? to be Mm -hmm. a hashtag creative and nothing really like when you step out into the world, I bought the camera and I go outside and I take like landscape pictures sometimes. And the Uh way people will just see the camera and be like, Oh yeah, this guy's an artist. Like this guy is like, (laughs) you're like clearly literally Gordon Parks. Right. (laughs) You're an artist. When's when's your studio exhibit? Are you, are you having something like coming up soon? And they're like, Oh, what are you shooting for? Like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just putting something together a little serious. No, it's true though. It's it. That's how it feels. I remember like as a kid, do you remember like the, the V phone cameras? They used to be like silver with the orange flap. No. Silver with the orange it was, flap. They was like all the rage on the kids' networks. They used to always like promote these like little cam- these little handheld cameras or camcorders. I thought ten year old me thought I was Steven Spielberg. Okay, I was in oh. the back of the house shooting videos of birds, uh, rocks nice. and stuff. I just knew I was that girl. So it's nothing like nice. some equipment to validate you, but also to make the outside world think you know what you're doing. And it just feels they good. just go with it. And she did they go with it. Like she was just like, oh, yeah. period. He walking around with a film camera. This nigga is Andy Warhol. Like, <laughs> now literally, <you> know? <laughs> the coming of. So, <laughs> so they keep, you know, they're walking around. They're in the park. They just decide, let's meander. They're taking a walk. It's they're a talking. meet cute. Me, yeah. Whatever. Like I just didn't buy it. <laughs> like I just didn't buy it. Like Lex Scott Davis, love her. One, just you yeah. know, you know, she's a married woman, I do believe, so I'll keep her respectful. And she also, is married. If she would listen to this, then chances are her husband might, because he was a producer on this. So producer. I would yeah. not want to disrespect nobody. <laughs> keep it cute. But I do think I do think she is very beautiful. I'll say I'll just mm-hmm. leave it there. Um and I loved her work in uh the L Word Generation Q, the new the new uh spinoff of the L Word. I really liked her oh, in that. I didn't know she was in that. Shout out to you, Lex mm-hmm. Scott Davis. You should watch I think you would like that show. The new L Word? I didn't watch the original. Yeah. Do I need to watch the original, the original to watch the new one? No. Okay. No. Um, but yeah, so she's honestly she's given a lot in this role, you know, she really mm-hmm. fills up a lot. But immediately once they start, you know, they're talking, they're walking through the park and she's like talking about his photography and stuff. And immediately the conversation begins to lose balance and we're getting a lot of like, like his like 
stuff about his confidence and his like insecurities and stuff and what he's very much a brooding man he's oh woe is me but i also have no fear of the world and you know the world is also against me whatever yeah he's he's brooding (laughs) and she's bringing this like sage like you know whimsical you know she's wacky she's fun honestly this is probably the straightest play of a manic pixie dream girl I've seen in a while. Um, <laughs> you know that. <laughs> the, the, what people, I know that's a very overused categorization, but this just fits. Like it's this rambunctious girl who takes uh-huh. this man off of his course of loneliness and brooding yep. and ruminating and self pity. Mm-hmm. And then you know, injects all and of shows her him the happiness, yeah, and joy of life and what it is to live. Yes, that was that was her. Yeah, that's true. And I, I honestly expected the scales to balance because we've seen a few stories like this: Boy Girl Dream with Amari mm-hmm. Hardwick and Megan Good, Megan Good, yep. And then that one movie um, that was just like this, except it was in L.A. <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> I, I can't think of the actor's name, uh, but he also mm-hmm. like starred and directed in that. Uh, it was also yeah. like a snapshot of their day in LA. Mm-hmm. He got evicted from his apartment. She yep. had an abusive husband who was cheating on her. Yes. Uh-huh. And that they was the ended premise. up spending the day together. Let me <laughs> yeah, just scroll down our list real quick and t- tell you the name of that movie. It was called... Okay, we watched... Was it called no Between Forever? That was what Between it was Forever. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's so generic. <laughs> and as was this movie. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, we, you like that this story. I didn't put that on this movie when I cut it on. When I cut it on, I didn't know what it was gonna be about. But as soon as mm-hmm. like we get to like the second or third scene, you know, because we're changing locations. Now that's the credit I got yeah. to give them. They got the locations. They they use like New York really well for like just to really make the city seem romantic. They did location wise. They used it up well. Like I said, they got hella connects because they do. When they walked through that kitchen and a like that was crazy. People was actually cooking. Like Like, you know, wow, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like once we got to like the second location before we got to the apartment scene, which is the scene I want to talk about the most. Um, <laughs> you know, we were just mostly talking about really generic stuff. Uh, like she goes, so, I mean, was your dad around? What? That's, well, no, that's the first thing she asked him when we see him sitting down in the apartment and it's like, huh? Okay. Like what? Wow. Yeah. So this whole, yeah. you know, so I started to not like the movie about five <laughs> minutes in because, okay, I see what we're doing here. She's yeah, here yeah. to like change him. But I honestly thought it would balance out as like, you know, that we maybe we would spend the first 15 on him and then the second half. Yeah. But it didn't I, happen. You know what this reminds me of? Our discussion, was this like season two or three about um, muses and it and yep. just how like it, it can be great to have a muse, but in many instances, at least like for men, when they use women or a specific woman as their muse, it's like, it just turns like quickly into a different cycle, like leading to abuse, whatever, whatever. And I could see that here. She was clearly his muse as we got to yeah. the end of this film, but yep. he used it's up parasitic. all of her. Yeah. He used up all of her like life and joy. Mm-hmm. And what did she receive in return? Yeah. That's true. 
And those are the two main things I want to talk about. I want to talk mm-hmm. about the apartment scene right now. Yep. And then I want to talk about the ending. So, yeah. you know, halfway through, they take a walk in the park. They go get a hot dog, like from a stand <laughs> in, New in York. Central Park. It's super <laughs> New York. Um, and they just end up back at the place that she is at, which is odd about this idea of her being stranded because, I mean, you had your friend's like luxury condo to crash in. Like what? <laughs> Very nice yeah. apartment. Yeah, girl, stay there all day. I'm sure you got the logins, all the passwords, stream all day, order you some food. Right. If some baroque man in ripped skinny jeans tried to take me off my day when I knew I could just go back and chill at this nice condo, I would have just true. blew him off and said, Please leave me alone. <laughs> you know, like, please. Yeah. Um, but they get back there and they're chilling, chilling, chilling. And he picks up this book from the coffee table. I thought this was just an old um, uh, edition of The Alchemist mm. or something. But she got mad. <laughs> it was her poems. It was, it was her, her poetry book. And he was being nosy. I'm like, girl, it's, I thought it was a coffee table book. Right. And so he's like, I mean, will you read me your poems? And that's when I shut off mentally <laughs> because well, the reason is because in these movies it's always that it's always that it is always that <laughs> I, always I was that. talking to a friend recently because we were at an event and they opened yeah. it up with spoken word and it took everything in me to not laugh because oh I just God. find spoken word to be hilarious <laughs> like it's a comedy show <laughs> so I couldn't help but laugh when he asked her to read because I knew it was going to be spoken word <laughs> Did I tell you the one time, and I this is honestly why I'd be mad about these types of movies that's so contrived and like no chemistry in these uh-huh. like, oh, one, you know, romantic, passionate day and it don't yeah. be no passion. But I get mad about this because it is such a good concept, you know? Yeah, and it is. I I've had the 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 luck of my early twenties to experience something like this one time. And when uh-huh. I met up with her once again, this ties into like your spoken word uh, <laughs> anecdote. Yeah, I, t- you know, it was it was not really a date. It was just like, oh, let's let's meet up at this bar. Uh-huh. It was this bar I always went to, except I always went to that bar on Friday nights, where mm. they mostly just play hip hop. All the bartenders was black. It was a vibe, <laughs> like, right? You know? It was all the same regulars. I was a regular. Uh-huh. There's other people, you know. It was like cool cats in this right. basement playing billiards, you know. But we went on a Thursday night <laughs> and I had never been there on a Thursday night. And so we're sitting down. We just got these drinks. We're sitting down and they go, OK, and now it's time for our Thursday night amateur comedy. <laughs> and it was so like, I was like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> they, now we have these amateur comedy set. All like, you know, quirky DC white people. Yeah, um, and it was dreadful, and it was it was funny, <laughs> but not for the reasons that I think the comedian was trying to be. So, the idea of getting stuck in a spoken word <laughs> open mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this is worse, however, because there's in there's just it's just them two in this apartment. It's just them two, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "Okay, I'll read you my poetry. It's more like spoken word. Um, <laughs> stand up." And he's like, okay, I don't see why I have to okay. stand up. Right. And then she's like, take your clothes off. I only take- read my poetry to people in their underwear. What? Now, Miss Mamas, I I paused here because I said, and I, I paused and rewind because I thought, no, nah, she didn't say that. Like, that's she not did. what she meant. You really <laughs> <But> rewound it? <laughs> I did because I was like, because I thought I was, I thought I, I thought I misheard. I really thought, okay, girl, like you, 
you're not paying attention. Let's 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 rewind it. Get off your phone. So yeah. I'm like, mm, okay, let me let me answer this email later. Rewind. Yeah. And I said, Oh no, she did say you need to take your clothes off because that's how I read my poetry. And it was so, at this point, this is when I was like, oh, it would be really interesting if she was like an android or something. Um, (laughs) Because Lex Scott Davis, as Joy, um, continues to give what I would say is the most deranged performance I've seen (laughs) in, like, all year. I mean, it's only been a month, so definitely. This is our third movie. All year. Yeah. um, She's reciting this poem, which is not bad. I expected the poem to be bad. It wasn't. But mm-hmm. so he's standing there, he got no clothes on, and it's like this dream sequence, I thought, but then it's suddenly nighttime. But it's yeah. And then he like ejaculates on himself <laughs> just from hearing her do her poetry. And you know what I knew in my heart at that moment? Hmm. That I know is not a part of this story. I know for a fact that well, I don't know if for a fact. I feel strongly. <laughs> uh-huh. that, the male writer of this sees yeah. this as, you know, it is implied that these two probably continue on to a very special romantic relationship or they just honestly mm-hmm. never see each other again. You know, yeah. like that they were mutually special to each other. But you know what I knew in that moment is when she started, when she asked him to take his clothes off. What? She's never going to have sex with him. She's never, never giving him any Oh, yeah. It was giving a joke. I like knew she it. Wa- I yeah. think she wanted... I feel like she really wanted to see how far she could go. And, yeah. like, if he would just, like... She was playing around. Yeah, like, she it was a joke. She has a boyfriend. Yes, back home. Like, I know girls like that. Like, who just fucking play too much. <laughs> and they like to see how close they can get to people I who mean, they know want to fuck she, them. But, like, what does she have to lose? Okay, we're, she's only here for the day. Her casting right. call was canceled. Um, she's going back home tonight. She's yeah. heading to the Port Authority. Okay. Why not fuck around and see what... Let's, let's just make... let's. Let's get a good laugh. I'm going to go back home to my homegirls. Y'all not going to believe what happened my day yeah. in New York. It's funny. Like, <laughs> she's literally never going to text him back. Like, I knew that in that no, moment never. that she was just there. To I mean, <laughs> they didn't even exchange numbers as far as we saw. Uh, she yeah. just got on the bus. Like, she was never right. planning to talk to him again. Like, she literally was just playing with him. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this reminded me a lot of, like, 500 Days of Summer, which is, like... <laughs> It's supposed to be a takedown of the manic pixie dream girl trope. Uh, yeah. Obviously, people misunderstand the movie, but like mm-hmm. this <laughs> felt like that. Like one day of joy, like 500 days of summer. Like it yeah, felt like yeah. he was probably, and I feel now we could talk about the ending because what happens mm-hmm. in between the poem and the ending is really inconsequential. Um, yeah, we, we got a, we got some good shots. I'll say that they got some really good frames. But that's, yeah, that's that was really about true. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Obviously, from the ending, he has taken great importance and 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 derived significant meaning yeah. from this encounter with her. Their day together, yeah. But not only am I pretty certain that she did not, <laughs> but the movie. I mean, didn't he's give the only one who got a montage. Yeah, look, he's the only one yeah. who got a montage too at the end. Man, I think. Oh, that's a good catch. Like, you know, like she didn't get like a whole like, ooh, lovey-dovey, oh my God, best day of my life montage, only him. And now yeah. that we have, we've gone through these scenes, like, I think my opinion has changed. Maybe Uh-oh, I, I got I, you. Maybe I, I think I willed myself into liking this more than I actually did. <laughs> you know what your problem is? 
Hmm. It's that spirit of heterosexuality. I knew, you. I knew, I knew, I, I know, I know. It's on Listen, you, Alexis. This lifestyle I didn't choose for myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and that's, it inhibits you sometimes. <laughs> it does. Sometimes it does. You know. You, you, yeah. You, you, you give a girl, um, just a cute backdrop, i.e., New York City. Um, uh-huh. and just the thought of romance and a big strong man and a big strong man <laughs> I I'm lost in the sauce you're right I, oh, sometimes man. I gotta reel myself back in and I just did I reeled it you all had a in. you're not wrong they were they're both we talked about this a lot last season it's mm-hmm. not enough to have two very beautiful people absolutely like, you yeah. know what I'm saying but do I think they want each other no, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't actually. believe you. I think and, he wants yeah. her, but a real from, bad, <laughs> like real bad. But she <laughs> was bad. playing around. Home, yeah. child to joy. Um, yeah. girl, she you just had a good day. Like Whatever. when <laughs> I feel undoubtedly when she gets off the mega bus in yeah. Baltimore, and people go, <laughs> "How was your trip, girl?" She gonna go, "It was straight." I mean, I didn't <laughs> go to the casting call. I had a hot dog. It was really good at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for certain that that that's what she's going to say. And while it's him, people are going to be like, oh, how was your day? Man, I I was transformed. Literally. (laughs) So I went into this girl, right? And I mean, just like the the day we had, I mean, I don't think I could ever feel that way again. Oh, my God. (laughs) And that was a really good, like, catch of the fact that as as she walked away to the Port Authority, which was so dramatic, Mm -hmm. I really liked the way that scene was. It was so dramatic. (laughs) Because the Port Authority is, like, the least... Like narrative, it's the least sexy place in New York. It is the Port Authority reminds me of that scary ass scene in The Wiz when the trash cans attack. It is one of the scariest places I've ever been. So, (laughs) like, truthfully, I feel the same way. I do not like us. I hate. I hate it down there. One because it sucks, but also because I'd rather. I would rather just go through the hallways of Penn Station. Literally, literally, I hate the Port Authority. So, you know, as she's crossing the street to get to the Port Authority and like, you know, this is the final couple seconds, couple like, Mm -hmm. like final minute of the movie. And he's having this flashback of her. She is not of him. She's just like, okay, bye. Um, (laughs) She skips to her loo across the street. (laughs) She's about to catch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then the final sequence of the film is the photos that he took of her all day. Because all Mm -hmm. throughout the day, he's snapping photos of her, which, uh, I mean, surprisingly come out okay because i mean yeah yeah and now he is assumably what what it felt like to me is that he it has found a passion for himself or has gotten mm-hmm. back on the right track and yep. it's in a gallery you know and there are people in the gallery maybe he sold some photos that day mm-hmm. and that is when it's cemented for me oh it's just not a man's place to make a movie <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm quoting a Tumblr post. I'm being I, dramatic. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> because I was like, oh my, like we literally never even find, I have no fucking clue what awaits what hap- her in Baltimore. I was going to say, like, what happens I don't to know. Joy? Does right. she ever like, you know, find her dream of becoming a model? Does it ever right. happen for her? Or does she, is she just back in Baltimore doing, uh, who knows what? Right. Like we couldn't even yeah. get like one, you know, 
Well, she smashed her phone, which was oh, she did. I don't do know that. why she would do that, but yeah, <laughs> like we couldn't get like one time of her being like, I gotta call somebody or like something from back right. home, like something that grounds. She quite literally could have been an angel sent from heaven, just completely detached <laughs> from reality. Like she has no real ties well, maybe to the real world. Let's, let's go with your theory. Maybe she was an android. You um, see what I'm saying. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. sent here by aliens, mm-hmm. um, I guess, just to fix up Jim's life. And now she went back to Mars mm-hmm. and <laughs> is is running protocol up there on the next mission. Yeah. And that, yeah. yeah, honestly, that made more sense to me. And it comforted me a little bit more because mm-hmm. what this movie actually was just made me feel like, damn, that's it. Mm-hmm. It just made me feel like, damn, like. That was so, like, I would like to talk about anime. I would like to talk about the movie this we watched This did remind last me of year. anime. Yes, we anime, did do anime last season. Yeah. Which was also a short movie. It was about 45 minutes long about a quick romance, right? And, you know, I didn't. I really didn't like the way the movie ended. Neither one of us did. We had a very, I think... That we literally started that review going, this would be quick, and I think it lasted like an hour and a half because we were both yeah. so like just why would they end like why was the movie like Flabbergasted. that? Yeah, yeah, truly. And we actually like we had a conversation with that filmmaker. We never released an interview. We didn't get around to it. If you ask yeah. for it, we'll we'll get it out. <laughs> yeah, it's not truly. If you do, if you ask for we'll get it edited up and uh, yeah, released. and we'll ship it out. And he was a yeah. great guy. Like he, it, it was a totally like it wasn't like you know we've had some confrontational interviews on the show. Yeah. Um, Go back, like listen. Point, I'm joking. Don't point out which one you think it was. You're <laughs> so messy. Like. <laughs> But yeah, so like it was totally fine. But anime, while I didn't like the way it ended, just incredibly like built the chemistry between these two people. Yes. And they were two full people, you know, mm-hmm. even if she, the girl was kind of flighty and kind of like, yeah. you know, and he wanted her way more than she wanted him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there mm-hmm. was chemistry and I just didn't like the way it ended because they didn't end up together and I didn't like that. But yeah. this, yeah. I didn't like none of it. <laughs> Damn. I didn't feel the chemistry. I didn't like it. Make me feel it. I didn't like it. Yeah. Cause I'm I'm my my uh ju- I see. Yeah. You see how I'm, how I'm doing? Yeah. Um and I agree with you. Um we did talk about this. It's not just enough to have two attractive main leads to make me think that these two actors belong together. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I do need more. Um, so I agree with you. I think in part, I th- Joy did her best to try and make me feel like these characters mm-hmm. were supposed to be together. It was Jim who was lacking a little bit. <laughs> in, yeah, <okay>. <laughs> like, because he was just so, like, moody. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I feel like he was a little lighthearted. I think that's a part of the problem of like the role that they forced the woman to be in this role yeah. is because like she was asking all the stimulating questions and mm-hmm. like doing all the, Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, I believe right. you. Like all the encouragement. Whereas he was just taking. Yeah. He didn't give uh, yeah. anything, you know? So yeah. Well, that is day of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, are we ready to get into the awards for? We sure are, Sydney. Who came to act? Yeah, um, I mean, you know, we have two leads here, and and I have I've 
have enjoyed both of these actors in a lot of like work they've done in the past. So mm-hmm. this is no slight in any way. But each and every week, we can only nominate one actor for this award. And this week, I like to nominate Miss Lex Scott Davis for the Who Came to Act Award. Yeah, yeah. Put a put a put a put a point in the win column for for Team Lex. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Did a great Team job. Lex, you're um, right. Lex was... squared. You like Molly squared. <laughs> um you know it was it was some of the more deranged like like unhinged performance that i've seen that poetry scene really was um, it was unhinged i mean listen we have a new award category for that at the end of last season we did give an award for most um unhinged well that was the character. i think it was deranged most deranged (laughs) performance yeah and that was stiff competition last year so there really we'll was see. we'll yeah. see what we watch but yeah she did a good job um uh, um you know she she worked with what she had and i yeah. i really liked her in this and i'm a fan of hers so that's totally Same. fine yeah. i always forget until i like um look through her like imdb that she also played tony braxton in the tony braxton unbreak my heart and i love yeah. that uh movie so shut up i liked it a was lot was that like a lifetime biopic yes it was mm-hmm yeah, I wanted yeah. to confirm before I said this. You're like a TV biopic expert. <laughs> I re- I've seen them all. Like, you watch them all. <laughs> there's not one I have not seen. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> like you don't miss one. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. If y'all gonna air something, listen, I'm gonna be tuned in. Okay. Yeah, I love them. I play. I'm gonna make a biopic one day. I I, I plan yeah. to. I don't know who. But I'm gonna make yeah. one, and it's gonna come and on. I would like, I, yeah, it's plenty of room in the credits. Give me, just slide me in there. I support it. Just okay. Just let me, yeah, let me get one of yeah. them producer jobs. I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love a good biopic. It's it's great. Yeah, and speaking of you know producers, that's this is no. I'm not gonna like every movie, and I'm just one nigga that put that on my bio. I'm just <laughs> one person, you know. And this one wasn't for me, and. I, the intention of the movie, I don't know. Maybe they was just like, you know, trying to mm-hmm. experiment. Or maybe it was like a, a Malcolm Marie thing. Malcolm, Malcolm and Marie thing of just like, hey, we got all the people here. Let's just make something. Let's make you something. know, we got a weekend. Let's make something. True we that. got an apartment, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the, maybe they, you know, probably weren't going for some like, like you know, uh, yeah. deep heavy hitting things. So that's fine. I'm not saying anything bad about the filmmakers in this. Sometimes I do. I'm, I'm being clear. Because sometimes I do have something bad to say. But not this time. I'm just saying I didn't like this particular film. But that's all. I'm just one person. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, all right. Next week, we're taking you to church. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, we are. (laughs) All right. Let's get out of here. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. To join in on the conversation, meet us in the Twitter streets at TNCCPod or over on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And to keep up with our latest, visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com. <laughs>